Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. Welcome to yet another interview episode of the Warrior Women Project podcast. This is Jen, Warrior Woman. And today I have a very lovely Colette Riley with me. Now, I very first, I love telling this story. The very first time I ever met Colette was in December. I think it was the 8th, 1988. Oh, at, I know that's how sad I am. Wait to wait till you hear the next words that are coming out of my voice. <laughs> At a Bross concert, <laughs> my mum took us, me, Colette, and my cousin Julie, because Colette was friends with my cousin Julie at the time. And then further down the line, we met through a different mutual friend at a Damsels in Success meet event and an Indian buffet tarot night. So we, we like to meet in like poor random places. Random? Uh-huh. And I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Colette, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Colette Riley. I am a life, career, and business coach. Basically, I help people get back on track in their life and work. Um, my background for years and years and years, I worked as a careers advisor. I was one of the good ones. I never told you what to do. <laughs> um, and then I got into coaching. And now um, I help a range of people who are really fed up and frustrated and not getting the results that they really want and whatever that is, um, their lives are working with business. And I help them. I help them get back on track and get the results that they want. So it's really, really, really satisfying. And it's such a privilege because I think for me, when I first started, I, I, I set up my own business probably about six years ago and it was a career consultancy. And again, it was that whole career development and stuff. But, you know, it, it didn't take me long to realize that 99% of the time people aren't getting the results that they want because of their mindset. Yeah. Because of the stuff that is going on in their personal life. It's kind of, you know, that that's causing a bit of a, a drag. So that's that's how I ended up kind of pursuing life coaching and doing loads of training and stuff. And, um, and yeah, so that's, that's me now. I'm a bit of a... Um, helping people in lots of different ways whatever you bring to the table let's deal with it you deal with it yeah I've worked with you myself and you definitely helped me see things from a clearer perspective like just being able to go oh yeah of course that makes so much more sense <laughs> like <laughs> that's a wonderful thing it's so obvious to other people but when you're stuck in it yeah you know you can't see you know how obvious things are so it's kind of like a process of untangling the fairy lights yeah, um, that we've got all going on in here in our heads, and um, we all need somebody. Whether that's me or whether that's you, or yep. you know, but everybody needs somebody to shine that light to say, "Come on, honey bunny, you can do it." <laughs> what would you say your favourite part of coaching is? The aha moment. I love it. If you're listening to this and you've ever worked with somebody, and it doesn't matter if it's a coaching capacity, but when you've helped somebody get to that stage that they, something changes in them and it really is like a light has gone off and um, they believe in themselves or they've got that, oh, that's so obvious or, you know, the, oh my goodness, I can do this. Just something like that. There's just some kind of physical change that happens. 
Yeah. Um, and that's that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I love hearing from people like years later, and they say, you know, that I've got the life that I want, and but even just those tiny little nuggets that. You know, I might not think are particularly significant, but they've went in and it, it, it's made a significant change. It's, um, as I say, it's a real privilege. Like people have, some of my clients have gone through some really, really, really tough times. Yep. And um, they've come back and they've said that the change of pers- changing perspective has made them feel that they totally could deal with it. Yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think like, it's so easy to get bogged down. Like I speak to my clients about that. Like when they feel, when people feel stuck, it feels like everything is against you. When it yeah. might only be that one thing. Yeah. So just being able to, like, let's take a step back and look and see what really, really it is that's making yeah. you feel this way, and then deal with that. And it like yeah. the load everywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, and to be to be allowed into people's lives, and to be trusted. Um, that's that's an absolute honour, yeah. an absolute honour, because you'll know yourself, like people tell you stuff that potentially they've not told anybody. Yes. Um, and for them to choose me as that person that they can open up to and they can trust to hold that space for them, that's, that's enormous. And for them to give me that trust and then for them to get the shift that they want is... Oh, <laughs> gives the shivers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember one of your aha moments, of your own ones? I yeah, I do, I do, and it was a really annoying one. A really annoying. <laughs> one. I was doing, I was doing one of my NLP trainings, and I said to the tutor, one of my mentors, and I said, "So when am I going to get to this place where I'm like I'm in a Zen place and everything is going to be okay?" And he said, you're never going to get there. <laughs> what it's do not, you mean I've just spent thousands of pounds? That's not what you want to hear. I have got the rage now. I'm just not, I'm not a happy lamb at all. So I did actually have it. I can't actually believe I've paid all this money to be here and I've paid for this Zen place. This, is, this has been my aspiration. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, there is no Zen place. It's a different type of zen. Yeah. So the more you develop yourself, then the less noisy it gets in your head. But for me, I've probably got not a very noisy head at all. But if you're in an empty room and you you hear a little noise, it can be a tiny little noise and it can be really, really, really annoying to you and it can feel really loud. So it doesn't matter what stage of your development you're at. It's still, you know... Everybody's still got stuff. <laughs> so we're never going to achieve Zen. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Might as well just give up and watch Netflix for the rest of my life. <laughs> which which like... kind of brings me back to like, my whole philosophy is just go out there and have fun and enjoy yourself. Like that, that whole playful approach because there is no place. You're not, you're not, going to one place where everything is going to be okay you know as long as we're alive we're we're here and there's always going to be stuff that comes up so why not just have fun with it yeah do you find most of the people that you that you come in contact with particularly at the start when you start working with them are too serious 
when people start, are they really serious? Uh-huh. Like, do you think that's why um, they feel stuck is because they're too serious? The, um, there's, so there's two bits to that for me. Um, so is the person serious or are they believing the thing that they're stuck with that's serious? Yeah. So I tend to not work with people who are serious because, well, they won't really like me because I kind of laugh at everything. Yeah. Which is fine. That's a, you know, you're not going to be perfect for everybody. Um, but yeah, people get stuck. Um, we all get stuck because we believe the thing that we're stuck with is really important and really serious and really important. Um, so straight away, um, we make it into this enormous big thing and you know, we decorate it and we make it huge and and all of these decorations weigh it down and then we've got it on our shoulders and but it that it's only big and heavy to us, isn't it? Yep. Um whereas just like we were seeing earlier on, you know, it could be the equivalent of a feather yep. to other people. Yep. Um so yeah, so people who are stuck in my experience, whatever you're feeling that you're stuck with you're feeling that you're stuck. You're not actually stuck. Yep. What would your best advice to be to somebody when to help them get past that feeling of being stuck? You're going really quiet. Oh, sorry. Can, is that better? Yeah, that's better. That's better. I hold the microphone up to my, up to my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would your best piece of advice be to somebody who is feeling really, really stuck, like what would their, the first step to letting go of some of the heaviness? Um, one of the really easy things to do is just to press pause and stop thinking about it. Because um, when everything seems real when we're thinking about it, really. Yeah. So if you're describing your your life or this thing you know this is um this is weighing me down this is making me stuck this is however you're describing it if that's not helping you then just press pause and change how you're describing it and look somewhere else because often when we we get very problem focused when we think we've got a problem yeah when actually Often our problems go away when we stop looking at them. Yeah. yeah. And when you're reliving that problem, it brings all the emotions back up. Absolutely. And every time Absolutely. you relive the emotion, it's a bit more amplified yeah. than the time before. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And like you said before, like, um, you know, we've got this enormous big life and the problem is this tiny little part of it. But when we're looking at it, it looks massive. Yep. You've got all of this stuff going on around you and all of this stuff that potentially is working really, really well for you. So if you just take your focus away from that problem and start looking at all this other amazing, juicy stuff and really appreciating and celebrating the things that are going well for you, then actually, you know, it's quite easy for that problem to just go away, if you like. Yep. It kind of resolves itself when you stop staring at it. Yeah. It's like that phrase, the kettle never boils when you, you watch it. 
Yeah. So the problem doesn't go away as long as you stare at it. So stop staring at it. <laughs> it sounds so simple when you put it that way. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've spoken before about choice and about how everything is a choice. Yes. Yeah. So when people are stuck there, they are choosing to be stuck there. Yeah. And that can be really hard to accept. Yeah. Because when you're feeling stuck and when, you, when it seems so unbelievably real to you, somebody coming along and telling you, honey bunny, you're choosing to be stuck. It's your own fault. Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel very nice to, to hear that. Um, which is why when somebody's stuck, you shouldn't go up to them and tell them, you know, you're choosing to be stuck. Get a grip. <laughs> yep. um, but ultimately, it, it is a choice. Every single thing that we do is a choice. And our life experience right now is pure and simply the consequence of all the choices we've made right up until now. It doesn't indicate anything whatsoever about our potential for the future. It's just purely the choices and what's happened to us right up until this moment. And you've got the power in this moment to say, I want something different. I'm going to make different choices. I can choose to be playful or I can choose to be happy or I can choose to walk away or I can choose to embrace the situation or completely yeah completely yeah yeah it's um for me I know like I cared for my mum for a good number of years and um I remember I was actually really quite annoyed when people were like oh you know you're doing this amazing thing and I'm like, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> it's not an amazing thing at all. I'm doing what I really need to do. And um, it was the most difficult thing I have ever, ever, ever done in my life. And there were so many moments within, because that was like 18 months. Yep. So many moments within that, that I really, truly believed I had no other option. And life was awful. I really, 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 truly, truly believed that. But... I really, truly believe that because I hadn't slept for 48 hours <laughs> and, you know, all of these other things had completely drained my bucket. So life does seem awful when you don't have any resources left. Yep. And then as soon as I had got a good sleep again, as soon as, you know, I'd filled my bucket back up, it kind of became a lot, a lot easier things became a lot clearer that actually I do have options you know I don't have to be looking after my mum I don't you know I'm a mum of three and actually there's so many mums out there that you know we moan a lot about our kids and and whatnot but actually you don't have to be the one that's looking after them (laughs) that's that's a choice yeah it might not be one that you you're comfortable with that's okay so you're not comfortable with it it's still your choice So every single thing is a choice. It's just when we look after ourselves and and we make make sure we're resourceful, it becomes a lot easier to see the options that are available to us. What gave you the opportunity to be able to go and fill your bucket and get your sleep at that point when you were at the lowest? Um, I'd hired a carer to help. Um, So she (laughs) she would turn up at the door and I would be in my goonie, crying my eyes out. <laughs> and she'd be like, it's okay, you just <laughs> you go to your bed and, and I'll deal with her. Yep. 
um, yeah, that was, she was 100% my sanity. Yeah, because you need to and ask for help, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You do it alone. Yeah. Completely, completely. And it was, it was a little bit sad um, that a, a few people did actually think that I should, I love that word, should, mm-hmm. um, do it alone. Because if I had invited my mother into my house to care for her, then it should be me that's caring for her. 24 7 (laughs) 365 days a week or a year um but yeah you know nobody can do anything 100% by themselves so it was it was asking for help and luckily like in that time in my life I'd um I'd been in business I'd been a coach for uh, two or three years before that and I'd done loads of personal development and all of that but genuinely up until that point I had um I talked a good game so I could um I could tell people how to refuel yeah and I could tell people how to get back on track but in all honesty I'd had a few blips in my life but I'd never really had such a an overwhelming kind of encompassing experience that really challenged me to put everything into action and that that experience made me look at all the tools in my toolkit and everything I'd ever learned and um and I had to put it into action ultimately so you got and it was tough because it's it's a lot easier to say you know oh you know it's your choice to do that and you know all you need to do is look up and take a deep breath and you know listen to to happy music and everything will be fine when your light is off and your bucket is empty and you really believe your life is awful yeah that's you know it's yeah that's really hard to hear that yeah um but yeah it's um I put it all into action and sometimes you've just got to put your big girl pants on yeah and uh, what I'd what I'd started then was um the 30 happy days and that was the experience when you know it's a thing it's not it's not a me thing um and I'd signed up for I think it was 100 happy days actually and um I thought you know something that's what I need and I started doing it and that is that whole habit so of going on Facebook and you know every single day I had I challenged myself I had to find something good about that day and in the first few days, I'm like that. No, <laughs> there is nothing. There is nothing good about today. But actually, it's not. That's the real takeaway for me was before I would have chunked things into a day, and now I chunk things into moments. Yeah. So if I look back at a day, it's very easy to write off a day and say today's an awful day, or you know today's a right of all these different things that we see and it's not true it's totally not true um there's always moments within that day those what how many seconds is there 86,400 seconds in a day <laughs> did not know that there are a few seconds within that day that you're actually feeling pretty damn good yeah even if you're feeling really really depressed really fed up, really stuck, there will be a few seconds of that day that you've actually thought, oh, you know, that's a nice tree or that's a, you know, I'm really glad that she's my friend or, you know, whatever. 
and the happy days thing gave me a record of it. So every day I would be, you know, taking a note of I really enjoyed that song or I noticed that that leaf or, you know, just really simple things. Yeah. And then Facebook's wonderful because it comes back and it reminds you. Yeah. Good old memories. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, that was quite nice. That wasn't awful. So now, um, so my mum died three years ago and I get the Facebook reminder. So I posted up like mumisms and the happy days and stuff. And honestly, when I look, when I think back to that time, I've already said it, it was the toughest time of my life. Yep. But when I look back over Facebook, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's so many little moments that were really, really, really beautiful. Yes. So that's taught me to, you know, it's not about a day. It's not about a half day. It's about the moments. And the more we slow down and, and really enjoy those moments and savour them, then that's, that's, how to fill, that's how I fill up my bucket. Yep. And that's certainly my experience of how other people fill up theirs. Yep. And it's the being grateful for things that you would maybe normally take for granted. Because I was having this conversation with my mum recently and she was like, oh, when I do my gratitude, my gratitude journal, I feel like I'm just writing the same things over and over again. And I'm like, well, what else gives you the ability to be happy about your day trip to Largs? Like the skills that it takes to be able to drive, yeah. Yeah. be able to get the job, the money by the side car. Like your eyes, you see, you're like, all the you don't think about how you are in it. So is it? Like, can you see? Can you walk? Can you talk? Can you hear? All these things that we just take for granted. And yeah. it's not until you see somebody who doesn't have that that you go, yeah, shit. <laughs> I've got a friend um, who do some, some trauma and, and part of that was she ended up losing her sense of taste. Wow. And yeah, so she actually couldn't taste anything, which obviously because I'm a really good friend, I had to shits and giggle it. And <laughs> <laughs> Can you taste this chilli? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah she really really couldn't and she'd said it was it was you know she hated it because it really impacted on you know she couldn't smell um our enjoyment of food just there was no point in eating if you know she's not going to get the the kind of the sensations and stuff yeah she's thankfully got it back now but before she lost her sense of taste at no point did she really, really appreciate her sense of taste. Yeah. And that's, you know, the next time, the next thing you eat when you get into apple, you it, and I don't enjoy those cheese and it smells it, and you do that. It's really, really simple things. Yeah. yeah that's the case. I don't do mindfulness when I first take mindfulness. It's a yeah. chocolate or a raisin, and it's like, touch it, look at it, smell it. See, yeah. it's really, 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 people have never tasted it. Yeah. Even before, because they just shove it in. Shove it in. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. it done. Yeah. Do you still yeah. practice gratitude? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to do it early, obviously. But, um, it, it was funny because part of that whole experience was you had to take a picture and stuff of things that you appreciated. And, um, and I believe at the time it was really, really, I still like looking back at all the pictures and stuff. But the moment I did it, was mindful help I was taking care. So now um, when I'm like out walking the dog, for example, I'm just in the moment. So I don't get my hassle to take a picture of them. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm not, I don't um, keep a regular journal or anything like that of my, you know, my three gratitudes and all that. And I do it on a regular basis and I love looking back on it. Um, I several times a day practice of just really slowing down and going, 
oh my god this is awesome <laughs> this is like really I kind of feel like a bit of an alien sometimes I'm like oh this is a it's a computer it's a microphone it's oh my goodness this is like amazing um but yeah so that's my kind of gratitude practice if you like I think once I think it is good to start off documenting it whether it's through one of these um online kind of yes accountability things or whether it's in a journal but the more you practice it that yeah. part of your brain gets thicker so it becomes a more natural yeah. thing and that's why they say people with depression and anxiety should practice mindfulness Completely. gratitude and yep. that helps them get through and they it's only recently that they've started doing mri scans on people's brains that have been practicing yeah. it and seeing that this is an actual thing it's not woo woo yeah. voodoo bullshit it is uh-huh. actually yeah yeah the neuroscience is there yeah it literally thickens your pathways yeah so yeah let's let's do it and it's it's such a shame i think that the woo-woo things kind of decreasing a wee bit yeah um but it's such a shame that you know because it's simple it's dismissed yes um but the thing is everything in life is really really simple we don't if you want to complicate it, fair enough, but you are creating your own complication. You're creating your own overwhelm, aren't you? Yeah. Every single thing that matters is super duper simple. And we just really don't appreciate that enough. Yeah. And that's the positive and the negative. Like yeah. we, were talking, we were talking earlier, that, that problem, that challenge is such a small, tiny thing that we amplify right on the opposite end of the scale. That small, tiny thing that brings you joy can amplify that joy. Yeah. Like, why, yeah not go, why not go? It's here? your choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All comes down to choice. What are you actually going to focus on? Because both of them are there. Yeah. You want to choose to focus on all the things that are wrong in your life, and yeah, dying out there, that's fine. And that, you know, it's useful to become aware of that. But are you choosing to hang out there? Because yeah. it's, it's, your, it's your choice. Yeah. And if it's not serving you for what you want it to serve like if you want to be the miserable person at the party yeah fire away fire away yeah if you don't want to be there you have to make a step to make the change because if you don't change you don't change yeah 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 and the change doesn't have to be hard work or anything it's not hard work to move your head and look somewhere else and that's that's all changes that you're moving your head and you're deciding to look somewhere else and then all of a sudden you just your experience of life is just a little bit different do you allow yourself to have some downtime like of i just want to feel bad today or for an hour just have a a wee wallow 100 (laughs) percent 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. It's not, and I didn't used to, I used to um, charge on, but I think um, the whole phrase, what you resist persists, yeah. is um, that's really true. <laughs> and um, there's, I think when I really, really appreciated that there is no positive and negative, it just is, then that really, really helped me. Um, because it is, I, rem- I remember, bless, when my mum died, somebody said in my Facebook group, um, something about self-pity. And I was like, I'm not actually 
feeling sorry for myself. I'm taking time out so I can heal. That's an entirely, entirely different thing. So for me, self-pity is choosing to hang out in that, in that place of my life is awful, whatever. But actually for you to really just let yourself feel whatever you're feeling, you know, whether that's amazing, you know, you're awestruck at something or devastating grief, whatever that is, just let yourself feel it. And then you learn from it and then you let it go. But if you don't let yourself feel it, then you're kind of putting it away in a wee box. And, and it will come back out. It will come back and it'll bite you. So if you yeah. take those minutes, day, whatever, hours, to just go away and, and wallow and heal and do whatever the heck you want to do, then you're dealing with it and then you can move on and it's yeah. fine. Yeah, because I know um, I read The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown and she talks yeah. about not dampening down emotions and yep. even being vulnerable because if you try and dampen down the negative emotions you're dampening yep. down the, the positive ones as well your brain can't distinguish this is a happy mm-hmm. this is a sad it just knows it's an emotion yeah when you're pushing it down and that was something I used to do I used to push down my emotions yep. and I'd be like I'm fine yep. I'm fine I'm fine and yep. then at the most inappropriate moment it would erupt and it'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no I'm not ready for this absolutely <laughs> Yeah, you just have to, sometimes you have to bury it down. I think I posted a, um, a picture the other day and it was two apples and one of them had a post-it note with a smiley face on it, but behind it was a wee sad face. Yeah. And it was like, sometimes you do need to put that mask on because you don't need to be vulnerable to everybody, but being vulnerable with people that you know, love and trust. But that's a choice. Yeah. Again, it all comes down to choice. And that's not about burying it. That's yeah. about knowing who you're going to open up to and knowing who you're not yeah um and it's okay to not open up to people but still admit that you're not okay yes um like I was saying to you earlier I've recently split up with my partner and I've said to a good number of people I've split up with them and I I don't want to talk about it and I would appreciate if you didn't talk to other people (laughs) yes well um and that's okay that's just you know ask for what you want yeah. You, I don't think it's helpful to constantly buy into the, how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. It's it's okay to not be fine. No, I'm not actually great just now, but, you know, it's okay. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. No, let's just let's just open up in that respect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, you know, own your emotions, but, you know, choose the people that you actually want to to be vulnerable with that yeah. actually look after you because um, emotions are just energy and motion aren't they they're not yeah. meant to be put in a box <laughs> they're moving about yeah. and that's when they're going to erupt and that box is going to fly open when you really don't want it to yeah. so yeah just and there's always a reason that you need to have that emotion whatever it is whether it's happy whether it's sad you're human yeah it's yeah. there. It's there. And yeah, so just, right, okay, thank you. I'm feeling that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and often, you know, yeah, there's often reasons for it. But sometimes we just feel something because we're feeling it. You know, it's, everything is out there. So, yeah. you know, if you've just walked by somebody and they're feeling a 
particularly strong emotion, chances are that when you're walking by, you catch a little bit of that sadness or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're thinking a, a bad thought. And then if you believe that there has to be a reason for you thinking that, then you're going to, you're going to go down the rabbit hole of, oh, remember that time when I had that argument and that's yep. the reason. <laughs> you go searching actually, for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actually, if you just appreciate, oh, right, okay, I'm, I'm thinking sad thoughts. Okay. Thank you, sad thoughts. Let them, let them go. Hello, goodbye. There doesn't yep. always have to be a reason for it. If they keep coming up, then chances are they are linked to something a little bit greater. Yep, and you need to maybe at the Do right it. moment take yes. a step back and see right, what is actually going on, what have I buried that I've forgotten about or yeah. whatever. Yeah. If you could go back and give your younger self some advice... What would that advice be? Oh, <laughs> to trust myself and speak up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, oh God! Oh God! I was a messed up child. <laughs> I've got a lot of advice for my. <laughs> um, to trust myself, to speak out, to not get caught up in people pleasing because. When you speak up and out, people are going to have an opinion and they're not all going to like you and that's okay. Um, yeah. 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 I think um, I could, I love, um, I'm quite a, a kind of political person and gender equality and all of that kind of stuff really, really fires me up. And yep. I always remember... Um, being in a restaurant with my mum and the guy in there was being so unbelievably sleazy to me so I never told him to go away or anything I didn't you know I was polite but I was very I was I felt I was assertive and kind of creating my boundaries and um, we left that restaurant and my mum gave me a right good talking to about how rude I was and she was really embarrassed and I was like, actually, I was keeping myself safe there because that guy was not nice. Yeah. Um, and there's so many women and girls who have that kind of experience. So that's a kind of example where, so I doubted myself and I, and I you know, I listened to my mum and I'm like, oh, right, maybe it's not okay to assert myself and, you know, yep. give myself boundaries and stuff because that's not what nice girls do. Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's kind of an example of, yeah, that trust, that whole, you know, I shouldn't have really listened to my mum. Yep. And I shouldn't have really listened to the guy because I could have, you know, I did, I did, I trusted myself and I stood up for myself and I created boundaries and all of that. But what got me uncomfortable was that kind of ripple effect of that, that I've, oh, I've disappointed somebody I've loved yep. because I stood up for myself. So if I could go back, um, I would just give my younger self a huge big hug and say, honey bunny, it's okay. It's okay. You you just continue to step up for yourself, speak out, and everything will be okay because you've got no control over other people's reactions. So all you can do is just speak your truth. Stay in your own lane, speak your truth, and everything will work out okay. Yep. That's really nice. <laughs> no. 
So I think I'll go back and give my younger self a wee hug and tell her that. Yeah, well, you can do through your NLP techniques and stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. exactly. The, the art of being able to just change your memory, like just not change your memories, but just change the way you think about things when you think back on the past. Yeah. 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 Change the impact that they've had on you. Yeah. And know yeah. that it's okay because you turned out just fine. Exactly. And... That's the whole thing, like, when we actually open ourselves up to stuff. Um, so, you know, to feel it and to learn from it and then to let it go. But so many of us are stuck in the the feeling and then we, we flip straight to the, I think, I've let it go, but we don't really let ourselves learn from it. Yep. Well, if we do, just kind of press pause and reflect, like, what could I actually learn from that experience? Yep. Take the learning and let it go. You don't have to do any... You know, you don't have to hire anybody to do that. You can, you can just, as you go through, what could I have done better? Yep. Yeah. Take that learning. Yeah, that's a question I like to ask myself a lot when things have gone wrong. Like, I have my hissy fit and my little, to- throw my toys out in the house. Like, I can't believe she said that and I can't believe that happened. And then I'm like, right, okay, what can I learn from that? <laughs> but you have to let that emotion out because it's in there it's like right yeah. I feel angry about this I feel upset about this whatever blow it out speak to whoever lets you have that moment and then go right I've done that what can I learn let's move on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I think um from it's really important when you're that trusted person to not buy into that other person's world and that's certainly what I've found recently um, when I'm talking to, to friends and stuff about what's happening in my own life, it's very, very easy for people to go, oh, that's terrible. Or, you know, oh, she was really out of order and yeah. all of that. When actually all that does is confirm your problem. And yes. that's actually not that helpful. Yeah. So I suppose my invitation would be to all of you wonderful people who are the trusted person in your friends' and family's lives, don't buy into the bullshit. Yeah, be the person to sit there and listen and reflect back what's going on, but don't confirm their problem. Don't buy into the, you know, he's a dick and she's that, and you know, you know that's that's my experience of that person in that moment. When chances are, I wasn't really all that resourceful. Yep. So for other people to kind of confirm that truth, um, it's not really helpful for for anyone it's very easy to do <laughs> very, yeah. very and I think we know the people in our <laughs> lives that will go oh that's terrible and they'll back you up to the hill even if you're totally wrong they'll still be there in your corner and then you yeah. know the other people that'll be like really okay let it out and yeah. let's move on like you know in your life which people dramatize it with you and which people don't yeah. so it's choosing those people wisely yeah and sometimes we do just want somebody to go, ah, with us. Yeah. You know, really have our back. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just knowing. Yeah. Um, the right people to go to for the right purpose. So, Clay, I'm going to wrap this up because we've had like a really awesome conversation. And I could probably sit here all day and just, you know, chew the fat with you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> put the, put the, the, the world to rights and stuff like that. But, uh-huh. 
you in my eyes very much are a warrior woman from everything that you do through your business when you used to post your momisms they just used to warm my heart and break my heart at the same time um and now obviously with the the next phase of your journey that you're going into as well so you very much are a warrior woman and you're somebody who when I want to be inspired by positivity you're somebody that I'll go in and I'll watch one of your YouTube uh, not your YouTube Facebook live things and whatever I can find a wee bit of Colette I'll be like oh she's always so wise let's go let's go listen to Colette she puts a good spin on things so I want to thank you very much for being in my life in the ways that you are Ross concerts and all (laughs) well just just before we wrap you know I've worked with you as well and it was wonderful because I I remember I remember hiring Jen years ago and the wonderful wonderful thing about Jen is she takes people as she sees them and she doesn't you know it it really is this is what I want to have happen she's like that's cool that's cool and uh, Jen helped me do my first headstand and like (laughs) it was the funniest experience ever and I've still got the videos and and I can still do a headstand (laughs) it's wonderful took us quite a long time we get there it did it did because I felt the fear I felt yeah. the fear and you helped me overcome that fear yeah well yes yeah, so well now I am I forgot about that <laughs> yeah yeah Ross and hands or headstands Ross not handstands not handstands <laughs> well you know where I am if you want to go down that path <laughs> <laughs> oh good god <laughs> maybe maybe who knows <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, Colette, if people listening to you want to follow you, get in touch, be inspired by you, work with you, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, get me, you can, if you use Facebook, then get me on Facebook. Um, come and like my page. Um, it's Colette Riley Life, Career and Business Coaching. Um, you can join my group. Um if you hashtag be work life happy, that's that's my hashtag. So if you you'll find me on Instagram and Pinterest and LinkedIn and you know all of these different places. Um, my website is simply Um So yeah, just you know, um, just PM me, PM me or email me. Yeah, we'll put the links in the show notes so that if people are on iTunes or whatever, they can get you. But I'm fairly flexible. Just whatever works for you, it works for me. <laughs> I know it's like, how do, how do you want me to contact you? Just however. There's a whole plethora of ways. Just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I answered them all. <laughs> I know. Spend too much time answering them all. Right. Thank you very much Thank for you. that. Let me just stop recording. Let me get my mouse to work.